0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back into Letterman Row on one of the busiest days I can think of, Tim, in the Woody Hayes Athletic Center and across college football. The transfer portal is open. We've had uh, Jalen Johnson enter the transfer portal today. Rumors of other guys potentially going in the portal. We've had Jackson Smith and Jigba opting out of, of the Rose Bowl or not the Rose Bowl. Sorry, the Peach Bowl because of an injury. And he'll declare he's going to the NFL draft. And now we have the news officially. Kevin Wilson will be the next head coach at Tulsa. Spent a decade in Oklahoma as Oklahoma's offensive coordinator, won the Broyles Award there in 2008. His name carries quite a bit of weight there in the Sooner State, Tim, so it makes sense for him to take the next leap, uh, become a head coach again. First thoughts, as as you know, Kevin Wilson is now the head coach at Tulsa and Ohio State's in the market for a new offensive coordinator. Uh,
1: good for him, bully for him. I mean, Kevin's one of my favorite people I've ever dealt with uh, in that assistant coaching realm. Heck, even in the head coaching realm, when he was in Indiana, I would always go by at like the Big Ten meetings and spend some time listening to him talk about offense and stuff. I always liked the way he went about uh, basically doing things at Indiana. That He had a very unceremonious end to his run at Indiana, which you know, quite unfortunate uh, that things he had blown up, uh, whatever, and uh, cost a man his job like that did. But that's another story for another day. Bottom line is, I don't know about you, always enjoyed every relationship. Every moment I had to spend with Kevin Wilson was always fun, whether it was talking offensive football, whether it was talking uh, scheme, whether it was talking recruiting, whether it was talking about his players individually and the guys he brought along, the guys he had coached all through the years, way back to Oklahoma before that, Northwestern, uh, under Randy Walker. Uh, And then, uh, then of course, you know, him – Serving this role as offensive coordinator at Ohio State the last several years has to have been very interesting because we all know who calls the shots when it comes to Ohio State's offense. Maybe doesn't come up with all the schemes, et cetera, doesn't collate all the material, but Ryan Day is largely and in charge of the offense. As he says, he's a head coach of the offense. Jim Knowles is a head coach of the defense, and uh Parker Fleming's a head coach of the special teams, I guess, and of course, you know right on down the line, Mick Moratty and Mark Pantoni. But uh uh I thought uh, Kevin Wilson didn't did a great job being the offensive coordinator at Ohio State, being in the booth, uh, helping make adjustments as games went on, but also on the recruiting front I've I've always thought he was a little bit underrated in that regard and uh and then on top of that like I said, an enjoyable person to be around. The one regret I have and I might still get it done but probably not is I never got to play around the golf with him. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm anywhere close to his caliber, but all we ever talked about was golf and playing golf and, uh, and you know how, how much fun it would be to on a really nice day to be out playing golf somewhere. You know what I'm talking about. And uh, so Kevin Wilson, man, uh, good luck to you as you move on to your next position, because you're one of my favorite people.
0: Yeah, Tim, there are some really, really nice golf courses there in Tulsa. Uh, he's, he, Southern good. Hills, baby. I would assume there's going to be a membership fee paid by Kevin Wilson to be a member at Southern Hills now that he'll be in the Tulsa area. But that's enough about Kevin Wilson because as one offensive guru exits the Woody Hayes Athletic Center, there has to be a replacement, Tim. Uh, we're think, not wait, wait a minute. You think, it's a, think it'll be a rising guru? Is that what you're going to call it? Go ahead now. I believe it will be a rising guru, Tim. Uh, candidate 1A, 1B, 1C, and the two are Brian Hartline. Yeah. Uh, Brian Hartline turned down um, other jobs to be offensive coordinator elsewhere. Um, he was a candidate at Kentucky. Uh, Letterman Rose sources indicated he did, in fact, interview for the head coaching job uh, at Cincinnati last week. Yep. And decided to stay at Ohio State. Um, it is only logical that the hefty, hefty uh, seven-figure salary that was being paid to Kevin Wilson will now be Brian Hartline's to have. Uh, if Ohio state does not name Brian Hartline offensive coordinator officially in that capacity, he's already the pass game coordinator. If he's not the offensive coordinator, I will be absolutely stunned. Do you agree?
1: Yeah, I will be, but I'll, I'll leave it at this. You know, he's still a young man. Uh, and like I said, if, if, if I'm being named offensive coordinator at Ohio state, what does that mean? Yeah. You know, I want that defined to a certain extent. Uh, because it doesn't mean what it means other, some other places it, you know, college coaching staffs are made up. Oh, they're almost all different. You know, when you look at them from the outside looking in, but from the inside looking out, you know uh, I think this is a perfect situation for Brian Hartline to become offensive coordinator and grow in that job as an offensive coordinator. And that's not a slam on him, but there's so much more. There's so much he's, he is brought to the table, and there's so much more I'm sure that he will tell you he can learn when it comes to, like, directing an entire offense. But like I said, you know, there's never been a mistake. There will not be a mistake that that at the top of that pyramid when it comes to offense is Ryan Day sitting right there, probably sitting right under him. will be Brian Hartline. it will branch out from there. Uh, but uh, it'll be interesting because, you know, it was Urban Meyer and then before that even Jim Trussell, but Urban Meyer used to think, Used to, you know, joke that uh, to get a guy a raise, you had to give him a title, you know. And uh, let's face it, uh, Brian Hartline turned out has already turned down some opportunities this year, including possibly a viable candidacy for a head coaching job to remain at Ohio State, and that's got to come with some kind of strings attached to checks somewhere. You know what I mean? Yes. To, to cash somewhere, and uh, and he's earned it. I mean, one of the best recruiters, although he doesn't call it recruiting one of the best association of uh, developers uh, in, in the country, uh, relationship developers in the country instead of recruiting, uh, based on the guys he's recruited, the way he's brought along and developed wide receivers in this now storied uh, wide receiver room at Ohio State. Yeah, I mean, I think he touches almost he, – he checks almost all the boxes, let's put it that way. But like with any coach, including Ryan Day, will even tell you this is true for him – He's got a lot, lot more probably he can learn. Uh But his, his uh, meteoric is the wrong term, by the way, meteoric rise, because meteors are coming down. Uh, his, his rocket rise in the coaching profession is due to many things. Number one, I think he's very intelligent. Number two, I think he's very dedicated. Number three, he's he is knowledgeable because he was in the NFL. He was in college, made, played major college football at Ohio State, was in the NFL for a long period, twice as long as he was in college. And then when he kind of got into coaching almost on a whim at the urging of like Ur- Urban Meyer, he liked it and got into it. And next thing you know, when they had the problem in 2018 and and uh, had to say goodbye to Zach Smith, you know, a lot of people thought Urban Meyer was going to turn to Corey Dennis, his uh, his son-in-law for that job, but instead he turned to Brian Hartline and Brian Hartline's done nothing but take it to the next level. And I thought Zach Smith did a good job in that role. Don't, don't get me wrong. Guys, he recruited and brought along and stuff. But uh, uh, it's really interesting and I know we're going go to go to the, to the next peg uh, on the stand, right, is who takes Brian Hartline's spot? Now, you step
0: in here. Yeah, I think it it's very easy to figure that Brian Hartline will be the offensive coordinator slash wide receivers coach, just like Kevin Wilson was tight ends coach slash offensive coordinator. And then you, you know, Brian Hartline at this point in his career has paid his dues. Not only has he been in the program, I believe, as long as Ryan Day has now, uh, you know, as a GA. And then as a, uh, as a wide receivers coach, Ryan Day, obviously two years as offensive coordinator, then became the head coach. Brian Hartline has been here a while. He's paid his dues. I think it is time for him to take that next step to become the offensive coordinator. Now, with that, I will tell people, if he becomes the offensive coordinator, there's a better likelihood at some point he will be a head coach sooner rather than later. Yeah. But if he does take that step, I would assume he will still want to coach his wide receivers. I I can't imagine he would ever let go of his wide receiver room. But then there will be an opening at the tight end room. And that is where another guy who has paid his dues as a QC, quality control uh, for those uninitiated in in the lingo, uh, as a graduate assistant, as an assistant who has proven valuable on the field, recruiting, in the building, culture, that's Keenan Bailey. Uh, I don't know if there's another place in the country, Tim, where every fan knows a quality control coach's name, but Keenan Bailey is a very vital part of what the Buckeyes do in that building. He's turned down multiple opportunities as well to become a coach elsewhere. He has bought his time. He has paid his dues. It will not surprise me at all to see the Buckeyes keep this thing in-house to – to replace Kevin Wilson with a pair of, not just Brian Hartline, I want to be very clear, a pair of rising stars. Not just one rising star and Brian Hartline, but a pair of them, because I think Keenan Bailey would be a home run here. And I think those are the two names to watch, because there's not going to be a laundry list or an exhausting list of a potential offensive coordinator names. It's going to be, it should be very straightforward. It won't surprise me if the Buckeyes try to go somewhere else, maybe for, you know, to at least look around at the tight ends coach. But there's a guy sitting in one of those offices in the Woody that knows exactly what he needs to do. Has worked with Kevin Wilson, those tight ends, worked with offensive line, worked with wide receivers. That's Keenan Bailey, and I think it's very logical to see both of those guys get promotions.
1: Yeah, I mean, if there was a if there was a if there was a show called Football Apprentice, you know, The Apprentice. Remember yeah. that old show? Yeah. Who was that guy that ran that show? I can't remember his name. Uh, We're anyway. not going to talk about uh, him. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh but there's a if there was a show called Football Apprentice, Keenan Bailey would be the star of that show and uh, he's and I think Ryan Day has purposely made sure he moved around so to speak, in the building and got a little bit of this and a little bit of that and a little bit of this and a little bit of that because I think you could see what's coming on with him like you said, we have no idea at this moment what Ryan Day would be thinking right now in terms of I mean, he might even look outside for an offensive coordinator, for all we know. I don't expect that. I expect exactly what you expect. But Keenan Bailey, I think, has paid his dues, has proven – more than paid his dues, he's proven his worth. And there's a big difference between working all day and proving your worth. Mm-hmm. And Keenan Bailey's proven his worth. I mean, you know, the, the tight ends this this year have raved about how the, he's helped them, you know, with their route running, uh, uh, with other different aspects of, of – catching the ball, et cetera. Uh, so, uh, and those are the tight ends, you know, forget about the the wide receivers he'd worked with in the past and stuff. So, yeah, I would think that would be the logical step uh, for Ryan Day to move on from losing Kevin Wilson and maybe the logical step without missing a step.
0: Tim, let me be very clear on one thing as well. Uh, a lot of times when coaches make in-house promotions – It's seen by some as uh, lazy or too loyal or not exploring. This is not the case whatsoever. Uh, There has been, there have been, you know, you could even say there were plans for this all along. Kevin Wilson was, was very actively hoping to get a head coaching job. According to a lot of people uh, you and I have both spoken to, he's been active trying to find a head coaching job. He wants to be a head coach again. He's got that chance. Now there were plans, you know, there are contingency plans on this. And just because somebody is promoted, which we expect Brian Hartline to be, that's not a done deal yet. But you know, just because somebody would has the potential to be promoted doesn't mean it's a lazy hire or somebody, you know, not going out of their comfort zone to hire a new mind. Brian Hartline has absolutely earned this opportunity. You know, and from a personal standpoint, I hope he gets the job. He has worked very hard to get to this position. Um, he turned down, like I said, multiple offers at offensive coordinator the last two years. Uh, it only makes sense that this is this is what's going to happen now that Kevin Wilson is off to Tulsa.
1: Yeah, and the machinery in a in a the machinery in a staff room, whether it's offensive or defensive staff, you know, you want things to go quote smoothly. You want everybody to be sort of on the same wavelength or page as to where you're headed with your offense, but you got to have somebody who's a little bit of a sandpaper, you know, a meaning you know, okay, all right, let's rub this down again, man. Or are you sure we want blah, blah, blah? You know, you can't have everybody just being yes men and things like that. And I think this staff with Justin Fry sitting there with Tony offer sitting there, I think Brian Hartline's his own man. You well, know, we know Keenan Bailey. I mean, you know, you have to be grateful for opportunities you're given, but you know, you've talked to Keenan, uh, probably a lot more than I have, but I've talked to him a few times. I've just always been impressed with his intelligence mm-hmm. and, <laughs> excuse me, his enthusiasm for what he does. And there's something to be, there is something to be said for loyalty from the standpoint of you're loyal to this head coach, meaning you've got his back. You're going to work your butt off to make, to make this guy successful. And in so doing, you're also going to rise in the profession. And so I would think those, those names we put forth right now all make sense in all kinds of ways. Probably some guys will get an adjustment to their title in an adjustment to their, to their remuneration. But uh, all those things we've talked about uh, thus far make total sense in keeping a staff together. That's headed in a direction that uh, I think Ryan, Day really likes um, being a little bit more balanced on offense uh, from just pure passing at times it's stuff uh, but you still, when you get ready to crank up the, uh, the jet airplane, you want the engine running smoothly. And uh, that's, that's that's what this staff would give him, I do believe. And I, I think we've only really seen uh the tip of the iceberg of what Justin Fry's can bring. I mean, Justin Fry has been a coordinator, you know? And uh uh Justin Fry's duties perhaps will step up a little bit uh in 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 whatever shake up, if that's what you want to call it. More like uh, you've all got all the ingredients, you're shaking them up a little bit in the uh, in the uh cocktail glass there. Uh, I think he will he will definitely step up even a little bit more maybe as this thing goes along.
0: Yeah. And you know, we, this is all very fresh news. It won't surprise me if Kevin Wilson stays on to help to coach the Buckeyes through the peach bowl. Um, this is a guy with a ton of experience. He will be invaluable for this team as it prepares for number one, Georgia yep. uh, down there in Atlanta. I wouldn't be surprised at all to see Kevin Wilson with the team through December 31st, even if that means missing out on valuable portal time at Tulsa and, and taking, you know, but, he talked about in, in the preseason, and I wrote about it at LettermanRoad.com. I might have to dig this, this story up, Tim. He talked about how he was ready to put a ring on his finger. He'd never won one. He's gotten really close. He got close at Ohio State once. He got really close at Oklahoma once or twice. Yeah. You know, this is a guy who wants a ring. He's going to do everything he can to help Ohio State get one. Uh, who will not be on the field for sure to help Ohio State win a ring, um, and understandably so is Jackson Smith and Jigwe. You like that transition, Tim? Uh, yeah. He, be remiss. We probably we should have made that earlier
1: in this, but you know what? If you haven't been keeping up with the fact that Jackson Smith and Jigba hasn't been playing with Ohio State for the last many, many, many for the last couple of months and many weeks, well, shame on you.
0: Yeah, Jackson Smith and Jigba will not play in the Peach Bowl. He will he is declared for the NFL draft. His career at Ohio State is over after just a absolutely bananas and remarkable sophomore season to uh, yeah. 95 catches, 1,606 yards, 347 yards in the Rose Bowl. Two different games with 15 catches, um, three touchdowns in that Rose Bowl. Just, a, again, a remarkable sophomore season. Um, and really, really disappointing for Jackson and for America to not get to watch him and for Jackson to not get to play his junior season to help Ohio State try to win a national championship. Tim, it, it's crazy to me that a team with this much talent, we're not going to spend too much time on this, but it's crazy to me that a team with this much talent could still be even better if it had its best offensive player healthy all year. Uh, but it is just unfortunate that that Jackson didn't get to play this season for Ohio State. Of course. And, but you know,
1: and this isn't slamming Jackson Smith and Jigba in, in any respect, but, the you know, this train has moved on This train moved on many weeks ago from, I think, even the possibility of him coming back. As you well know, I mean, he uh, he hurt his hamstring injury. He had suffered a hamstring injury against Notre Dame. uh, Tried to come back a couple of weeks later against Toledo, in my opinion, way too early for a hamstring injury from what I was hearing about maybe a couple more three weeks would have made a lot more sense. Then came back one more time. Who was that against Wisconsin, Iowa, Iowa, excuse me. Iowa. I get, those,
0: week, Tim. I
1: get those two mixed up. That's just a Freudian. Uh, and we haven't seen him since in the meantime, you know, he got a second opinion from, uh, down in Alabama, from the Dr. Uh, Dr. James Andrews group. He got another opinion, the way I understand it, uh, from a, from a medical group out, out in California, uh, uh, about the injury, and the way I understand it, he would, the information he was given was that Ohio State was treating it exactly like it should be done, and uh, you know whether <clears throat> whether he was looking for whether he, I mean, he and his group, uh, you know, his, his parents or his uh, or his you know agents, whatever, whether they were looking for his uh, looking for a miracle cure or whether what they were looking for, who knows. I understand he's gotten tremendous treatment uh, from the side of Ohio State, but I don't think he's been in the picture for a while now. And uh, it's been so hazy trying to get a clear understanding of whether he was even going to try to play again for Ohio State. Now we have that understanding, and it moves on. One of the great wide receivers to ever play at Ohio State has played his final game at Ohio State. And what you'll remember most is the ridiculous – rose bowl and a stupendous second half of that rose bowl uh wow will we ever see that again who knows but uh more power to him you know i'm not even gonna get into speculation of his draft stock now because as you well know at the beginning of the year beginning of the season you know he was projected probably one of the top five or eight players taken now you're seeing people talking about him dropping to the second round here it's like whatever if he gets to the NFL, I think you agree with me. I think he will excel because he's exactly what a lot of teams, that missing link, a lot of teams are looking for in their passing game. A guy who will work that underbelly of a defense and uh, give you those 5-8-12 5-8-12 oh, I want to go up now, right? Not down. 5-8-12, 17-yard receptions, which keeps alive with the occasional big play over the top or something. So, uh, more power to him. And I salute him uh, for one of the great moments in college football history, that game in the Rose Bowl.
0: Yeah, Tim, it's not crazy to say that he's one of the best receivers in Ohio State history. Uh, That might be interesting to some people because he really only played one year. Um, The COVID year wiped out his freshman year, most of it at least. Uh, Ohio State only played eight games that entire season. He didn't play in all of them. Um, But then from there, you know, to go out and have the season that he did while Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave were playing there.
1: Yeah, don't forget that. That was in the
0: middle of two first Don't forget draft picks. two
1: first-round draft picks were also helping, helping open things until the Rose Bowl. Go, go ahead now.
0: And then for him to come back and, you know, I talked to him at Big Ten Media Days one-on-one. I got a I, very lucky to get an exclusive interview with him. And I asked him what his expectations were for this year. And he said, I'm going to be better this year. And I said, Does that yeah. mean that you're going to have more than 1,600 yards? He said, Well, it doesn't always mean stats, but I definitely am going to be a better player. Right. If he plays this year, I'm very confident in his ability to break multiple career Ohio State receiving records, maybe all of them. Uh he he was within he was within distance, striking distance of KJ Hill's career receptions record. And he only did it in one year. Yeah. And he could have done it in just two years, and so
1: you have a couple of fifteen catch games, man. That that boosts you quickly in the rankings.
0: It's just remarkable, uh, yes, the career he had, and uh, like you, like you, Tim, I salute him. He was, he was an absolute joy to watch, and even more, even bigger joy to cover. Yeah, uh, it, it was a lot of fun being around Jackson for a few years here at Ohio State, and
1: more than that, I mean, I was, I went to the Braxton Miller uh, football camp in the middle of a <laughs> middle of the summer at Ohio State, and I walked outside, and it was. It was gently raining, and uh, Cal McCord was out there. And I talked to him for a minute. And looked to the right, and there's Jackson Smith and Jigba signing autographs. But he was he was not really part of that camp, but he was signing autographs for that camp. But he was actually there uh, late in the afternoon to work out to catch passes from Cal McCord when it could have been inside. You know, I mean, it could have been somewhere playing video games or whatever, whatever you know, as they they would do in their in their off time. Jack Smith and Jigba worked extremely hard to come back this year and be the ultimate receiver, most, you know, trustworthy catcher, great runner of routes, worked on his speed, worked on his quickness, worked on his, you you know, his cuts, everything you can do to become an even better wide receiver. That's why it was just ridiculous to see him go out in that first game in a weird kind of play at the sideline where it looked more like he got hit in the head than he did in the legs. And, uh, but you know, the leg twists a certain way, next thing, you know, you're seeing him running up and down the sideline, trying to prove he can go back in, goes back in for a little while, comes back out and Ohio state moves on without him. Uh, But, but always he was there at the dock, you know, maybe the boat will come back. The boat did come back twice, uh, but he didn't go very far with it, but just the work he put in, to have what you want to call that consummate season. It's just unfortunate to see it not come to fruition.
0: So Jackson Smith and Jigba now, now no longer with the Ohio State football program as far as he will not play in the Peach Bowl. Uh, he will declare for the NFL draft. He already said that he will participate in the NFL combine. It's full steam ahead for him to the NFL. And it is full steam ahead for Kevin Wilson at Tulsa. Uh, congratulations yep. to Kevin Wilson. He has paid his dues and earned this. Um,
1: we'll By the way, this draft. is not without precedent. Tom Herman... In 2014, got named the uh, head coach at Houston, but he worked through the playoffs, which included winning the national championship in 2014. So w- w- what role Kevin will serve uh, over the next three, four, three and a half weeks uh, remains to be seen, but it, it does have precedent.
0: Wow, Tim. Uh, Ohio State going down south to play an SEC team as the number four seed with an offensive coordinator who's going to be a head coach in the AAC. Never heard of it before. Uh, sometimes, sometimes history repeats itself. Uh, we'll see if it can on New Year's Eve at the Peach Bowl down in Atlanta, Ohio State, Georgia, Kevin Wilson, I would expect to be there. Uh, Brian Hartline will be there. We talked about him a lot. Jackson Smith and Jigba, maybe he'll be there, but he will not be playing, uh, a lot to break down in this entire, uh, you know, crazy, crazy news-filled Monday, Tim. Thanks for joining me as always. Thanks to you, the people for watching, for listening, rate, subscribe, review. Uh, wherever you get your podcast and wherever you get this video, especially on YouTube, helps us out a great bit. Thank you for watching the latest Letterman Road video. For Tim, I'm Spencer. Uh, we will see you guys next time when we record another one of these videos in the build-up to Ohio State and Georgia in the Peach